0: Fire your client is one of the most daunting experiences that we have as wedding planners, but there's a way through it, and I'm here to help. Welcome to the Refine Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS, yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about, but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. All right, friends, welcome back to another episode of the Refine Podcast. Today we have a heavy hitter. We are talking about firing clients. What a doozy. But this comes up. This happens. This is real. And I think some of you should probably be firing clients that you stick out. (laughs) So let's talk about that. Why might we need to fire a client? There are some pretty obvious zero tolerance kind of reasons that involve harassment on different level. I mean, there's different levels of harassment, right? Like there's harassment in the sense of like, you're annoying me and emailing me too much. And you're just like, won't stay on my inbox. And then there's harassment, like you have crossed the line and now we're like calling the police kind of harassment. So you need to determine what your zero tolerances are and have them in your contract. And map that out in your mind like what would you walk away immediately for then there are things that kind of take care of themselves like become obvious and clear like non payment or you know breach of contract you've said in your contract that you will not work with frienders and here they are hiring all these frienders and despite your effort to steer them away from that and pull them back in they're still going to do it so okay you you get to walk away things like that then there are some more gray areas where is it on you or is it really on them? And Things like them not following the process or going MIA. And whether we want to hear it or not as a community, I think we as planners actually play a part in some of that. And sure, there are plenty of us out out there that have the best system and the best process and are so communicative do everything right and well in this department and they still get clients that won't follow the process or go MIA, right? That happens. But I think a lot of times it's actually something, there's actually more the planner can do to help prevent that or rein it in. So I think determining between the two is good before we decide to fire someone, right? So let's talk about how you handle it. Let's say you've decided you wanna hire, you wanna fire a client, okay? You're there, you're still, actually let's go back. You're looking at that as a possibility and you're trying to decide, and you think that maybe there's a way we can course correct whatever naughty behavior is happening within their relationship, couple based, right? Okay. You need to do everything you can to save this contract. Your job is to reduce their stress and to, you know, make their lives easier. So, if there's anything at all that we can do as planners to, to understand why they aren't following the process or why they've gone MIA, we stand a better chance getting it back on track. Understanding someone's why is where this all starts. Ask them, what's going on? Hey, in my experience, when I see this pattern of response time, we start to head down a path of XYZ and it ends in disaster and stress. And you've hired me to reduce stress and avoid disaster. So I'm seeing the early signs of this pattern begin. What's going on? Is everything okay? You having a bad day? You having a bad week? Is something going on at work, in life, whatever? You know, like there's so many things that can be happening that can cause this jam up. It may not be something you've missed in your system or your communication or the expectations you've set. You might have nailed that interview process and vetted them very well. And they're just having, maybe they got fired or maybe, who knows, they're having a bad time and it's impacting the way that they're working with you. Okay, show some grace. I think that grace and tact and showing effort go a long way in these conversations. I often see planners get a little bit righteous about this stuff and it just, it's kind of like, it just pokes there it makes it worse. Like why? Just don't do that. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. I have a couple of things to say about that, but yeah, show some grace and tact and effort. Use my email templates. I've got email templates coming out of every angle of the refine shop, like loads of them. I've got general ones. I've got ones for communication and naughty client behavior. And yeah, I've got firing client. I mean, I've just, I've got these templates for you. So go on the website. Figure out which ones make sense for the scenario that you're in and use them. They're not expensive. This stuff will save you. I promise you, and I know this for a fact based on emails I've gotten from planners, some of my template, my email templates are 27 bucks, $37. Okay, that $27, $37 will save you having to return your deposit, if not more. Okay, it's worth it. Wordsmithing is my jam. I got you covered with email templates. Go get those. Okay. You need to also have a paper trail of what's going on. So as you're making this decision, reflect back on previous emails, determine if there really is a pattern, or if you've just decided you don't like this person, there's a difference. And I think we sometimes do that. We get emotionally connected to the idea of something with a particular client, and then we just make up our mind that they're pushing buttons and we don't like them. When in reality, that might not be the case. So remove yourself from that and objectively review the paper trail review the paper trail, make sure your paper trail shows that you're doing your job, and then make sure that they reply to that kind of stuff. So not only should you be looking at it in a way like I just described, wherein we are trying to decide if, if it's an attitude problem that we need to fix or not, you need to also be doing that to like set yourself up to have what you need when you do decide to fire them or when you do pull that trigger, okay? Because If your paper trail is not set up for success, then that could come back to bite you. I think that you need to have documentation in place if lawyers get involved. Okay, so if you have a verbal conversation with someone, you need to follow up with a summary in writing and you need to hook, line, and sinker them to respond in some way. Don't do the whole don't tell them they need to reply because we're working on paper trails. Don't do any of that. Ask them a question that, that, that they need to answer. Make it to where like they have to respond to that email. Okay, maybe that feels tricky. I don't know. I call it smart and being resourceful, but like ask them something in that email that they have to respond. So if nothing else, you have proof that they've received the email. They don't have to acknowledge anything else you said, but you now have proof that they have received your email seek a mentor. When I talked about like headspace and, or or like attitude a second ago, like seek a mentor, remove your emotions, talk it out, get objective, unbiased feedback. Okay. So maybe I'm hopping around there, but I really think if we can surround ourselves with people that love us and know our hearts for serving others they can really speak into situations, and they can say, "Hey, look, like you've got your head over here," or "No, hey, this client is like that's abusive." And and I've had sometimes I've been putting up with stuff that I didn't realize was as big of a thing as someone that's not in it can immediately see, and they can say, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa," like they have crossed all kinds of lines and boundaries, and here I am, just like going with it day by day, just trying to get my job done, keeping my head down wanting to finish, you know, cross the finish line. And someone else identifies, no, 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 this is inappropriate client behavior. Be done. Okay. Get that feedback. I will say if you're close to the wedding, if we're not talking zero tolerance, we need to kind of harassment or like it's costing you money or any of that stuff. Like then, or they're if they're not in breach of non-payment and all that stuff, like if we're close to the wedding, stick it out. It sucks. I mean, like, but anyone can do anything for three months, okay? Don't say anyone can do anything for six months. Anyone can do anything for a year. No, 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 no. And I'm not even sure that anyone should be saying I can do anything for three months either. Especially when we have friends that we've made commitments to and more so when there are children involved. When you have children in your home, you don't need to be sucking that up for three months. Those, those children, uh, that's not, they don't deserve that. That's not their sacrifice to make. So it may be hard, but think of the children. (laughs) But if you're close and you can, and it's just an extra little bit of stress and it's not like impacting so much of your life, then yeah, stick it out. I mean, I realize if we're talking about firing people, then yeah, it's impacting our lives. I get that. So I'm not, yeah, I get that. If it makes sense and it's just a matter of a couple not being the right fit for you, and there is another person that you think would work well with them then have a referral lined up I can imagine that they're not going to want to work with anybody that you suggest because at this point they're frustrated with you too but I just think that it's it shows good faith so have something lined up to like just have something available to refer them to maybe even talk about referring transferring them to someone else on your team we've had that happen before where there became tension with someone with a planner on the team and a client like that just wasn't going to work. And we've said, hey, look, well, someone else on our team is going to take this over. And that's been an acceptable compromise. And so in doing that, though, it allows like a reset and like, hey, if we're going to do this, this is how it's going to go. And it just it allows a reboot. So that's an option, too. When it comes to deciding whether you want to fire someone or not, and you're considering it, you know, kind of have a strike system understand that like, okay, everyone's going to make, have a strike or two. That's just part of planning a wedding. It's high stress. There's so many voices involved. There's a lot of opinions. Everybody does it a little bit differently. We have different personalities. When we're talking about organization as a whole, everyone's brain is so different, right? Okay. So everyone's going to have a strike or two. When we start hitting strike two and three and four, like now we're talking patterns and we're talking disrespect and it's just a different conversation. But no one gets past strike one without a conversation, okay? So if you've let them have strike one, two, three, and four, and you've never talked to them, like you've kind of made your own bed here. You've like dug your own grave and yeah, I stick it out. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like you've, you've set yourself up for this in a way and it sucks. And I hate for the like feeling that you're having as you hear that. But like at the same time, when people, when our couples hit strike one and two, like we have to, as a planner, get in there and say, Hey, what's going on? Hey, no, no, no. That's not, that's not the process. And like, there are ways to do that. And I'm telling you, these email template kits will rein that in. I've got a kit where it's, it's regular check-ins and you know, it's just communication. And then it flows into like, Hey, ding one education redirect. And then it flows into like, mm, we're still having a problem. Now we're going to get firm. And this is not going to happen again. And then it flows into, okay, well, clearly the firm conversation didn't work. And now we have a deadline and a a clear, we are now communicating that like, if this doesn't get turned around by this point, you will be fired as a client. Like we are saying that. And then the kit flows into, oh, firing you and walking you all through that. There's a kit for it. Okay. So, but no one, your couples don't need to be doing, having all these strikes without being called out. That's how it builds that's how it becomes awful that's it just don't don't let it build. Also when you're considering this stuff don't just lawyer up out of the gate okay and don't use don't threaten it don't use legal language don't talk about just don't don't talk about oh I should have done my due diligence or defamation or don't pull out any of those legal words because as soon as you use a word like that they know it just communicates something there's a new vibe and it's threatening. And they're going to lawyer up and it's just going to start to get ugly. Okay. So maybe have a lawyer in the background reviewing things or ready to review things, but don't do the whole like, oh yeah, I'll run this by my attorney. Let me have my attorney look at it. No, just like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and review and I'll get back to you. Don't put that in there. Okay. It escalates. Also, don't argue with them. If you're starting to have this conversation and you're pointing it out and you're being firm about like what needs to be redirected or you're starting to actually fire them, don't argue with them. Because sometimes this happens, just you're talking on the phone, you're thinking you're going to redirect them and then it goes south real fast. And now you are in the action. You're now like in the moment of firing them. It just all happens organically. Okay, that's happened to me once on the phone where- We were getting on the phone to salvage it and we had all these solutions and we're offering it and then the mom just lost it and I said, I think we're done here. We're at an impasse and I am going to hang up the phone and I will send you a cancellation letter and we will go our own ways. And I hung up the phone. So that happens, but that's because I chose not to argue with her and go line by line tit for tat back and forth with what she was saying. I started at the beginning, I was kind of, I was conversing with her, right? Like we were talking about it and like, oh, well, here's some context and like, here's moving forward. And then I started getting into allegations and accusations and your planner's lying, and stuff that's like, wasn't even true. And I was like, no, we're done. And so, but especially over email, it's one thing over phone, especially over email, do not respond to those things. Just Hey, thank you for giving me this, this information, this feedback. I'm going to take some time to review it and I'll get back with you. And then do make them sleep on it and sweat for it. Because you know, they're also stressed out. They are stressed. Make them sweat, call their bluff. Don't respond line to line because anything you say in writing will, can and will be used against you. I had one client that was so out of this universe on her understanding of things and I mean, she could not have been more out of line or wrong about her frustrations on something towards me. And so, yeah, she was in the process of firing me. She sent me this whole email nitpicking my contract about I was in breach of all of these things and I wasn't at all. She sent it to me at like five o'clock on a Friday and she gave me a deadline for a response and threatened that if I didn't respond by that deadline, that... I would be hearing from her lawyer and all this stuff. So I just literally never responded. That was that. As soon as she said lawyer, I stopped. And I would have loved to have just written back with a response to all of those things. She was so wrong and it was so easy to respond to that. But one, it was my weekend that she was in a ruin. So I chose to ruin hers. I didn't respond. Knowing her personality, I'm sure that she, that grind, that was just like so grinding to her. I'm sure that she spent the next week just like, and I'm not here to like make someone feel that way. But also at the same time, I can't help that she put herself in that position. And the way she emailed me was a trap and a setup, right? Like I can't respond to that. So now I'm going to put like, now I can't be nice. Now we've entered into like game on territory, right? All that to say, don't respond line by line in general. And for sure, if they use any kind of legal terms, like the, that, I mentioned earlier, just peel back or stop responding at all, altogether. And just say that if you need to. Like, if there's still stuff that you need to discuss, but um, you're feeling threatened, then you just need to say, Here's my attorney's information. You can send all correspondence to them. So, earlier I said, I often see planners get a bit righteous with their clients. I find get into their businesses and coach and consult or I'll see the templates that they share with others or the way they would respond you know someone will go into the big Facebook group and ask like how do I respond to this and some of the responses I see I'm like hell no you feel that flame do not respond that way and I'm just like so caught off guard by some of the responses I see and I know we all have different tones in our business but when it comes to tension and frustration and big emotions, big dollar signs. Yes, we wanna be professional, but we have got to be personable and not point fingers. I often see things like, what was the example I saw earlier? We even updated our, one of our email templates around it. It's like, oh, what was it? Something I was trying to say, something to the effect of like, when I see that our process isn't being followed, it's my job to you know, salvage your day, as opposed to saying, when I see that you are not following the process, it's my job to salvage the day. Do you see the difference in that sentence? When I see that you are not following the process, I pointed a finger, I've made it about them, they feel attacked, and it's literally no different of a concept than saying, when I see that the process is not being followed, yada, yada, right? Like it's the same concept, but I've taken the you out and it's not as pointed so think about stuff like that okay but yeah i'm seeing some short some short and snippy emails with some bossy tones and you know professionalisms can sound real yachty real fast when tensions at play so how can we be professional but still exude kindness in our our tone it's hard over email. And that's why I'm a firm believer that phone calls are for emotion and emails are for facts. I think that they need to see and hear our tones and our heart and our intentions. I also think planners give up too soon. I think sometimes they bail out before they should or they didn't do enough to prevent the situation or rein it back in. I think another thing I'd encourage us to really reflect on and look at, and I think that another downfall I see in this Community is that we complain about it publicly or to too many people, and it backfires. And there's a difference between venting and drama. And I think when we get into drama territory, we're like having to tell any and everyone that will listen. Now our headspace is shifting, and then we, we we develop this like sassy attitude about it in general. And when that happens, it's just a downward spiral. There's no coming back from that. And it impacts the result. It really, really does. Because we've amplified it in our mind. Some of that gets exaggerated. It just becomes dramatic. So keep that close to your hip. Have a safe place. A huge Facebook group of 4,000 people is probably not the space for it. You don't know who's in that group or who's watching or who's screenshotting and sharing, even though that is a group rule. People do it. So just be careful. And Vent in a safe space. And if you're venting in a larger space, like be very, very careful about details. You never know if that couple has a friend that's in that group, okay? So you just don't know. Now let's talk about how, like the actual act of doing it, okay? First, you need to review your contract for every loophole they could find. Cover your basis. Make sure that you know what the conversation is going to be, how your contract protects you, and where it's weak. Because I promise you, after this situation, you'll go back and update something about your contract. You just will. We've got the Sally clause. We've got the Stephanie clause. We've got the, we would never name them that, but like we all know who those clauses are for, right? So we've all updated our contracts based on these kinds of experiences. Find where your strengths and weaknesses are in there. Look at your finances and know what your options even are pending, your contract stipulations, or their demands. Because sure, your contract may say that you're totally done. You don't have to pay them anything back. They may even owe you money. But I mean, the person with the money in their account has the leverage for sure. But you never know what their demands are gonna be and if it's gonna become a drawn out process or whatnot. And for some of you, it might be worth saying, hey, you know what? This deposit is worth returning just to be completely done. It's so stressful. It's so bad. I'm gonna do that. I would encourage that if it is so clear-cut, if it's a very clear-cut contractual breach, I say stick to your guns. Principle matters. I think that if there's any gray to it, you might decide how you want to pick your battles and what you're willing to negotiate on. Don't start by offering it and don't even indicate that you'd be willing to negotiate when they first make a demand. Say no to that first demand and then see what happens. But know your numbers in advance before you even get into this because- It might matter. Like I said, you need to call them throughout the process, but especially in the moment of firing them. I think you need to do that on the phone. And I realize that there are some circumstances that there's no way, no how you get back on the phone with them. You it is all in writing, period. You know, there are still some, like I I know someone that recently just went through this and they had they have a good relationship with the couple, it just wasn't working. Like they were not responsive. And this planner couldn't do her job. And she just had to be done because it was gonna put her reputation at risk. And so she was able to call them and have a, an honest conversation and be fair and, and kind and pointed out. And they came to that recognition together. But like some of them are so tumultuous. I understand. Don't get on the phone with them. And also, if you do get on the phone with them, again, follow up with the written stuff and, and use those templates. I've got you. Also, be prepared to send a certified letter if your contract requires signature. And talk to your, I mean, I personally, maybe it's just my state. I don't know. I've never been able to write my mind around why someone should have to sign a cancellation letter. I don't, maybe that's just never been explained well to me, but like, I understand why so many planners are sending a consolation, cancellation agreement that the client has to sign in return. So maybe there's something going on in your state and with the legalities that your lawyer has explained to you that require that. So I'm not here to say that that's not necessary. I don't know. I... Don't know that i understand that my lawyers never asked me to do that so if you have that in your contract and that becomes problematic check with your lawyer like did you just get a standard template and that was in there like do you is that really necessary i don't know but if they're not responding to your cancellation in general even if you don't need them to sign it and they're just ignoring your emails or completely going in, you need to send a certified letter because it will come back that like, oh, well, I didn't get it. And now I can see you for the money. And you won't be able to show Judge Judy that they responded to anything. So you can't prove that you did ever tell them. So be prepared to have a certified letter sent that does require a signature on at least that so that there's proof that you have communicated. I think your best bet is to just be as well positioned as you can be going into this. So, you know, sometimes we have to take risks. And if you do everything by the book and are always professional tact and tactful and, you know, otherwise keep your mouth shut and like, don't run it and complain and get whiny publicly or talk to the wrong person, like know your circle of trust. I think if you, if you stick within that, you're at least positioned well. And, you know, sometimes we just have to take that leap of faith and take the risk and not know what the outcome will be. But yeah, don't over email. There's a line here where over communication becomes a problem. And I've probably alluded to this, if not said it already, don't haggle for the sake of principle or proving a point when it comes to small stuff. Like, and I'm talking like 250, 500,000 bucks. I mean, some of that, I mean, that's real money. I'm not discounting that, but in the grand scheme and in the life of your business, is it worth, ask yourself, is it worth the fallout? Okay, so pick your battles and keep moving. Your pride does not belong in this conversation. Okay, we're talking full humility here. And it's hard and it requires closing the computer and stepping away and surrounding yourself with those people that I talked about earlier. Okay. Your pride comes before the fall. It's a phrase for a reason. Okay. Let's talk about the fallout. (laughs) What does that look like? What is the possibility? We are playing with fire when we choose to fire someone. No pun intended, but I guess that worked out. Listen to my bad review podcast. We'll put that in the, the episode number in the show notes and the link to that. But listen to my bad review podcast. I think that that will position you in a place of better confidence on like, hey, if this were to happen, this is I have a plan for handling it. Okay, so listen to that podcast. It's short. Surround yourself with support. Like I said, take your emails off your phone during this whole battle to turn off your social media notifications, all of it do everything you can to protect your headspace and talk to the people in your home or those that like you have commitments to that week or the next and say, hey, this is what's going on. And I might be a little in my head. I might be short and snippy. And I just, I need some support and accountability. And I'm a big believer that just because we have stuff going on doesn't excuse us being snippy with the people we love. A thousand percent guilty of it. And we'll be in therapy tomorrow over it, over that pattern of behavior I personally have. So I get it. But it's a work in progress for me and I would encourage and challenge you to be aware that going through this will create that kind of, that's just human nature. That's like kind of a real human nature response. Okay. So like, who do you love and who are you hurting? Because you are hurting. Pay attention to that and acknowledge it. And again, be humble with those people. Okay. But do your best to turn everything off. So that you can reduce that because there's nothing worse when you're like already kind of short with people and then you're on your way to dinner and you're in the car with them and whatever you get the ding and you see it and you're now you're pissed and now you're being so mean and so grumpy and you don't even want to be there. And it's ruined everything, not just for you, but everyone it's awkward. It's no one wants to be around it. Right. So turn it all off and don't check it until you have the bandwidth to be mad. Don't check it before bed, stay up all night. Don't do that. Hire a PR firm. Hire someone to walk you through it, okay? Prepare and know that if you get obliterated online, there is a way out, but I'm not sure there is a way out for every single company, okay? So know if your company can handle that before you process how you're going to fire someone. If you're a new company, if you are a company with, you know, few reviews, if you are even if you've been doing this for a long time, that you've branched out on your own, like, you know, if you've got 70 awesome reviews, even 20 or 30 awesome reviews, and someone writes and gathers all their friends to write 10 bad reviews, like, you're gonna, like, okay, we got you. We'll get you out of this. It's gonna suck, but, like, the light will be seen again, okay? If you're, like, starting out and you've got a couple reviews, like, you can't handle 10 bad reviews. Like, you're going nowhere after that. So, like, I'm not saying it's impossible. I just, I mean, be mindful of where you are and what your, your company can handle and do not think that you can just rebrand after that and start over because someone will find it out and I promise it's uglier and nastier on the other side. Like so gross. I've seen it happen. I've coached through it. Do not try to bury that with a new name and a new logo and all that stuff. What's on the internet lives on the internet forever. But I'll tell you, a bad review destroys no one, ever. The biggest concern you need to have is new, whatever these kids, (laughs) me talking like, whatever these kids are doing these days, pulling in all their friends, writing 10 bad reviews. It's ridiculous. It's harassment. And I don't know what, it's tricky. I think as I've talked to my lawyer about it, the laws, it's gray. The world of the internet and the world of, you know, crossing state lines like it just it's our technology has moved so our law has not kept up with the speed in which our technology has changed business okay so there's so many gray areas and nuances there and I don't know what's going to happen with all that like that just that has to be addressed at some point but it's happening and we need to know that it could happen I don't think that we need to live in fear over it I think we need to do what we need to do for our business and. I get that that's a coin toss and a gamble at some point, but pick your battles, know what your business can, can handle and surround yourself with encouragement and the right people. I think getting some coaching during that time is probably some of the best well-spent coaching dollars you'll spend because it could go one way or the other. So friends, if you're listening to this, And going through it, I just send you the biggest virtual hug. I wish I could reach out through your earbuds or your speaker or whatever it is and just hug you and tell you it's going to be okay. And I hope that it is. And I think that you have a lot of sway in how it ends with the way you approach it. Your approach matters. Your stress level matters. Step away from it. Give yourself permission to do that. You do not have to respond right away. They're already pissed. Let them be pissed for another two days. Like you do not have to respond right away. And I think that's what gets us in trouble is we feel like we have to respond immediately. We have to get that bad review down in that 24 hour period. And you don't, you don't. Okay, so take some time away from it and focus on the clients that are appreciating you and loving you and doing it the right way. I know that's hard. Not all of us can do that and separate ourselves from that some of us need to just be done with it but don't be rash about it and yeah hang in there friends I know this is a hard topic uh, if you're if you're not in the throes of this and you're listening because you're an avid podcast listener then thanks for tuning in. I so appreciate you y'all share this take a screenshot of it as you're listening put it on your Instagram stories share it um, enlighten others help encourage them this is such a like. I mean people want to like roll up shop and quit over this stuff so be an encourager and share it and like review and love it. All right. I'll see y'all next time. Bye.